Hello everyone, welcome back to Escape to the Cinema. I'm David and I'm joined by my good friend, James. Oh, hello there. This week we're talking movie news. We've got Matrix 4 news, the Uncharted movie starring Mark Wahlberg and I was about to say Nathan Drake. <laughs> well, he is in it. But... Uh, he is in it. Um, we've got Tom Holland uh, talking Tron 3 with Jared Leto. And we've also got a movie of the week, it's Bill and Ted. We're Bill and Ted to, face the music. Looking forward to reviewing that for you. And we've also got the second Babysitter film, the sequel to the 2017. Babysitter Killer Queen. Killer Queen. We'll get into the reason they titled it Killer Queen as well. Yeah. It's pretty disappointing, so. Yeah. So, just to get into it, Matrix 4, have you heard much about it yourself? Uh, not much. Uh, I read a little bit about um, was it the direct? The director kind of came out and gave a bit of backstory on some underlying kind of tones of the first films, and uh, no, it's not exactly a film series that I've ever really found myself super interested in. So once they release a kind of full trailer, I'll check that out. But I'm not gonna lie, it's not something that I'm following too closely. I'm the same. I mean, uh, Keanu Reeves, even though they're they're filming in Germany, he was on the one show the other night promoting Bill and Ted. Yeah. They basically just asked him some Matrix 4 questions, but he's kind of, he's made it very clear that it's a, a love story, this one. Oh, okay. Um, and he, he kind of highlighted that it's, it's for, he made it very clear it's set after the events of the Matrix Revolutions, which All is right. the third one. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously it's a continuation, so it's kind of interesting to see where they go. I, I don't even, I, I love the first one. I think it's still holds up really well, apart from a few kind of janky like visual effects, but yeah. obviously it's just the time. It was groundbreaking at the time, but I I just didn't think it worked very well as a trilogy. It felt very rushed as a... No, I think uh, Younger Me always loved the second one, just because of the Aye. it has a bit more kind of daft action like scenes combat in it. stuff. Yeah, Aye. kind of the fighting in it. Looking back on it now, none of it actually looks that good, but... There is a lot of CGI, like, I think it, it was kind of, the studio kind of rushed them into it and stuff to get it done. Yeah. To like, get two sequels out, and I I just don't really... It's it blew up though, didn't it? It, like, was, it definitely it was did. crazy popular. don't mean I don't have time for it, but I, I just never feel the need to rewatch. No, and so whenever I speak to someone who is really into the Matrix series... Aye. I'm just never, I'm never, I'm, it's not really a conversation I'm, I'm good in, just, it's just nothing that I... I particularly care about and it's a shame because it does have a big kind of fan following but nah I, I, I just don't give it a lot of time I, I don't actually think I've watched any of them in about I'd say at least four or five years Aye, I think I saw the first one it was on TV recently and I just kind of caught it maybe half an hour in yeah. so I just kind of watched the, the rest of it but the, the first one's the only one I'd go back and watch because it does work as a kind of standalone but yeah. I I think the the second and third they just get so not overly complicated, but there's a whole scene with the architect and you're like with this going to the big white room or the TV screens. Yeah, yeah. I, I, again, visually I quite like it. Visually, it's but it's interesting. I mean, but storyline as a whole, it's not it's not something that I really followed very well. No, I mean, I, I'm interested to see where they go with it. Like you say, as a continuation, so it's kind of it's interesting to me to. If they do something really weird and kind of wacky, then because obviously they all died at the end. Well, yeah, Carrie Ann Moss is coming back as uh, Trinity, and you've got Keanu Reeves. Yeah, both who died. So to be fair, that's that's your poster right there. Exactly. That, that's what gets people back into the cinema for right. it. So I mean, I, I'm interested, but uh, 
Wachowskis are kind of they're very hit and miss. Apart from the Matrix series, that did you see Cloud Atlas? Oh uh, yeah, I didn't like it at all. I I, I like the I, I like the idea of it. Aye. I just didn't think they pulled it off very well. Like visually, it's you watch all these wee separate scenes and you're like, can I just watch this movie? Yeah, because you know? what is it? The kind of whole storyline is basically every character in every timeline, essentially, isn't it? Aye, it's like the same. I think it's essentially comes down to the same soul going through yeah, yeah, yeah. Going through time. But they like they go with different bodies, but they're the same people, and it's confusing. But it is confusing. Uh it's again, it's nice visually, but it's like the storyline's not quite there. Aye, and there's really like out of place comedy, like um, Hugo Weaving's like a woman at one point, and it's just so obvious that he's not a woman. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and then like I'm sure they made him Asian as well. Kind of, we spoke about this with James Bond last week actually, yeah. but you know it's kind of just can't get away with anymore. Aye, and this is the the scenes with Jim Broadbent and it's like he's in a toilet and he's getting a plunger stuck in his face and stuff and <laughs> that just feels like a completely separate film but um, there's a lot of good ideas in it but it doesn't quite gel as yeah. an overall film for me um, and I've not seen Speed Racer I've heard that's quite underrated actually I, I've heard that's got a bit of a cult following but Aye. I've not seen it myself either it's something I'd like to go back and but then again if I've not kind of seen it in the past and I go back to it I just think it's shite Aye, that's what I'm kind of worried about but because it is very like CGI intense, like stuff jump about the screen. Yeah, yeah, so. I've seen um, clips from it before of Aye. the kind of racing parts, and it does look like really bad CGI. Aye, it's almost like that kind of stylized Spy Kids, like bad CGI. If you know, yeah, what I mean. yeah, Aye, it kind of looks, looks like the um, remember the the driving scenes in The Great Gatsby. Aye, like it's all green screen. Yeah, yeah, Aye, that's Aye. exactly how it looks. Aye. I mean, I, I might go back and check it out, but I, I've not really watched any of their other films. Uh, no, no, off the top of my head, I genuinely, apart from Cloud Atlas, I genuinely couldn't tell you anything else. I, I think Cloud Atlas had a lot of potential, but it is that whole, like, I think it's based on a really kind of intricate book as well, and yeah. trying to kind of condense that or make it work as one big narrative is a kind of impossible task could be good as a series we've, we always say this about books but yeah i it seems like a common theme how i always kind of seem to prefer these films if they were made into series instead especially when it's such so massive so many characters and like like you said there are kind of comedy moments that you don't really think that fits very well in the tone of the film but you could almost get away with it in a tv show because you could have like a whole episode back and right. just for it so no, it's I, I I probably will go back and rewatch it now. We're talking about it. I keep kind of remembering parts of it that I did like, and I'm interested in going back and giving it a second, or third chance. I think I've seen it maybe twice before. Aye. So, yeah, you've got me interested in going back and and checking it out. Aye, I mean, as filmmakers, I think they are. They did that. Um, Jupiter Ascending. I've not watched that. Oh, uh, that wasn't great. That um, I've heard a lot of Channing Tatum's in that, yeah. Aye. I always get that one and uh, Valerian mixed up. Hi. And I really like Valerian. I liked Valerian actually, aye. So um I I, I get mixed up, so if you ever hear me say Jupiter Ascendant's good, I'm I'm probably thinking of <laughs> Valerian instead, but um no, I wasn't so that was was it Mila Mila Kunis and aye, Channing she plays Tatum? Like a queen, yeah, she's like a, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that quite well. Um ach, it was Nothing to write home about. I saw an article saying you need to watch this sci-fi like hidden gem before it leaves Netflix. Oofed. 
And I was like, what is this? And I looked oh, up and it was Netflix Ge- Hidden Gem, <laughs> right? I was scrolling through Netflix, Netflix all here, right? In the Hidden Gem category, right? Aye. So, I'm scrolling through and uh, there's, a few, there's a few that I would give them. I'd give them a few Hidden Gems. Guess what pops up in the Hidden Gem category? Mm, Schindler's List. <laughs> Reservoir Dogs. Aye, aye. Reservoir Dogs in the hi- Hidden Gem. I mean, maybe... I'd excuse him for maybe Jackie Brown, like for, for yeah, Tantino. no, I, I can give you that. But even that's a bit of a stretch, you know. Honestly, Reservoir Dogs, Reservoir Dogs, and <laughs> the hidden gem. gems, and there, there was something else that was massive as well. Oh, I need to go back and check it, but no, if you ever go onto Netflix, go onto the uh, obviously the movie kind of section, you've got a hidden gems bit, and and just it's comical some of the movies that they put in that category. It's the same with the Sky movies, like five star movies category. There's just oh. some stuff to be desired. I don't there. know. I've never really found that. Aye, there's like a. They have sections that'll be like five star films. Yeah, no, I've, again, I've seen it, but Aye. most of the time that list's pretty solid. I'm trying to think of one I've seen that I was very like, concerned by. Yeah. I think it was like, I want to see Batman Forever, but I could be wrong. That might have been when they had just like the Batman month on. Might have been. But it was something I was like, mm, no, definitely no five stars. Yeah. In fact, I think it may have been Venom. I think it was Venom. Oh really? Well, unless it's unless it's like going off you like people's ratings. It could be yeah. Some people like that film, and I just don't understand how. No. I mean, generally the Netflix um, popular with critics section. Yep. Or critically acclaimed. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, critically acclaimed. That's, That's pretty, usually good. pretty good. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd usually agree with them. Amazon has a good section for that as well. Or critically acclaimed. Yeah, yeah. I find that Amazon seems to it always has kind of. Although it doesn't have as good a... I wouldn't say it's as good a variety of films as Netflix. They have a good variety of more older films. Aye. Netflix seems to only really kind of have films on its catalogue that are kind of 2000 and onwards. Aye. Whereas... They're kind of mediocre-ish. Like, yeah, yeah aye. aye. Whereas Amazon will have kind of movies from like the 60s and 70s. And like that, that, I mean, that puts some people off immediately. Some people aye. just won't watch a film that's that old. But... I quite like that much kind of broader variety of choice. I think if see if Amazon sorted out their their UI, it's just it's, they, it's so confusing. They have just done an update. Have they updated? They've, that? Done, they've done an update where you can now go on to free for me. Oh, right, right. And it brings you just the stuff that's on Prime. Because I always feel like I need to have a film in mind and then just hope, hope it's on. Hope it's on. Aye. Whereas now, when you go onto the Amazon app, or certainly on the PlayStation. At the top, it's got a free for me section, so it Aye. goes on. It just shows you what you can watch for free, like right then and there. And I wait. I really prefer that because the way it used to work is you'd be scrolling through and you'd see a film, and be like, "Oh, I quite fancy that." Click onto it, and it's like, "Oh, I need to rent it." And I'm like, "Well, that's kind of rubbish." Aye, or it's like part of a channel you have to subscribe to. Or, yeah, I, I subscribed to the. I think it was Universal. I don't remember, but they cancelled it because it was to get the cycle films. Oh yeah. So I'd like yeah. a thirty day free trial, but. Um, it get cancelled anyway, so I think they like stopped, stopped as a service. But I, it just annoys me that you have like a two ninety nine channel, then another two ninety nine. It's just I think I I subscribed to one of them. I got a free month because um I wanted to watch that um Swamp thing that they brought out. Uh, the series, I uh, that was that was so good and disappointing at the same time. The first like seven episodes were mega, and then I mind before it came out in the UK. I read in America that they kind of had some kind of financial problems 
uh, with the kind of the state they were filming it in, they were meant to give them a tax rebate, and they never did for filming in the state. I think it was so, like half of what they expected, but pretty much. Aye. So they pretty much, they had to wrap it up really quick, and it just didn't get the ending it deserved because the first like six or seven episodes were really solid. I aye. really liked them. I've heard a lot of people say the exact same thing. Like it starts off solid, then it just kind of. Which again, it, it's just uh, it's just, uh, just a bit rubbish for the program, but it's still worth checking out. Aye. I need to go back and watch it because I remember it came out and folk were like, oh, the ending's kind of rubbish. I'm like, they want to put all this time into it just to yeah. be kind of disappointed. But Talking about um, movie news, well, oh, it's kind of somewhat to do with Aye. kind of movie news, but um, I've seen that obviously uh, the Emmys are on just now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that kind of goes much more towards TV, but oh, um, yeah. Disney Plus just won its first Emmy as a streaming platform. Oh, really? And uh, so did the Mandalorian specifically. I know we spoke about that last week. Oh, nice! But I did see that um, relating to Disney Plus. Apparently, kind of Chinese audiences are absolutely hating Mulan. I seen something about this, but I didn't actually read the film. How they're like article. rejecting it? It's like yeah, something like, like boycott, not almost. Yeah, yeah. I think um, Disney Plus seen quite. A, I think in the thousands of memberships getting cancelled because of it. So. Well, I seen an article saying they had a lot of problems trying to film in China, but apparently they worked uh, together with like the the government or whatever yeah. department to make it suitable as possible for uh, for the country. But apparently, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Speaking of Disney Plus, apparently, don't know if you seen an article about Pedro Pascal complaining about wearing the Mandalorian helmet. Oh yeah, yeah. I seen that you shared it, and uh, I read the article afterwards. That's so daft. Aye, that's like Tom it's... Hardy being like, "Oh, I didn't know Bane had to wear a mask every time, like, all the time." I, I mean, I don't know how much truth there is in it, but it seems pretty legit for the the kind of sources. Yeah, yeah, it does. It it, it reads like it's true. So apparently, just kind of disappears halfway through the season or something. It'll be interesting how they have to pull that I, like, one off, patch that up or whatever. But yeah, I mean, see if you're signing on for. A part where, you know, the characters obscured the whole time, and I know it's it's not always a vanity thing with actors, but they want to be able to emote and whatever. And yep. there could be an argument to be made that it could be anybody under the suit or whatever. But I, I don't know. It for me, it's kind of why sign on if you know what you're getting into. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> pretty easy paycheck. I don't think I'd be walking away from that. Apparently, he was like uncomfortable in the suit and complaining and. If I was getting paid that kind of money, I'd probably put up an uncomfortable suit. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Unless we just have no idea. Plus, it's not. It's, it's just. It's just a suit as well. It's a suit and a helmet. <laughs> it's hardly the prosthetics that some actors have to wear. I mean, I'm sure he has like a. There'll be some sort of cooling system in it so that he can cool down if he's too warm. And yeah. Like with Hagrid and Harry Potter, he had a big. Obviously, that's a much different type of suit, but yeah, he had a big like. A cooling system with like pipes in it, and they'd like plug it in from it. It's basically a big turned into a big fridge inside it. Like cool him down, so that's class. I'm sure he's got something like that because cosplayers wear like ice vests and stuff to keep them cool. So yeah, no, that's interesting. Unless maybe a more enticing offer came along, we'd have to look it up, see what maybe. he's. Apparently, he just was complaining so much, and he went straight to the kind of heads of Lucasfilm, and they're like, "I just fuck off then if you're not happy." Which <laughs> I do kind of respect because if like he's just been pissy as an actor, I'd be like, "Aye, just go away." Yeah, then. at the end of the day. We don't need to see your face, so we just put somebody else in the suit. Exactly, we just put someone else in the suit. I mean, I do like Pedro so you, Pascal. You, you, but you temp over there. What what height are you? <laughs> we'll just put you, you in the suit. Hi. We'll just put you further away from the camera. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Aye. No, but it's it's kind of sad if if it has jeopardised the the season, 
which I, I don't know. I don't know if that whole part of the story is true, but because I suppose people don't really know that. But yeah, I, don't know, I think that's putting more weight on it than I possibly. So yeah, I'm looking forward to season two though. So I still need to watch season one. So it's an easy watch. They're like thirty-eight minutes long. I think so. No, it's not bad. So they're pretty good, and they've got a nice kind of opening title, title, title sequence. Oh, nice! Like artwork and stuff. So I'd recommend it. Any other kind of movie news catch your attention this week? Uh, they've, well, they've released some photos from the... Or two photos for the Uncharted movie set. And it's um, Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. But it's genuinely just Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg wearing suits. <laughs> so, I mean, it doesn't yeah. really give much away. But the, the thing, I'm kind of... I'm a fan of the Uncharted series. Um, but I'm kind of... I find it strange they've decided to go for a young Nathan Drake story to start with. Yeah, I uh, not an origin story, but pretty like a, an early on story. I, cause, I mean, Tom Holland's wage does he play Spider Man like fifteen something like that? So, oh uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think he is. Uh, I think he is meant to be super young. I so I mean, it's just odd to me that he's in a Matt Wahlberg's playing Sully, so obviously he's a bit younger as well, supposed to be. But yeah, I, it's strange they're starting it so early, unless they're looking at it as everybody's going to love this and we want them to be as young as possible so he can play the part forever sort yeah. of thing, but I don't know. I don't think the fans will be super... Ha- you see the die-hard Uncharted fans? Aye. I don't think they're going to be super happy with the casting of Mark Wahlberg. No, I, I think it's very odd to cast Mark Wahlberg as Sully. Yeah. No, like I say, I'm no pure fanboy for the, the series. I, I do really enjoy it, but I think there's different people you could have cast. Yeah, see, I, I was quite late to getting a PlayStation in the first place, so I was late kind of playing the series. I was exact same. And overall, I, I do like it. I think uh, the strongest games actually are four, where it's more kind of open world. Four, aye. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, that's the strongest one, and I think it would make a really good kind of movie series, kind of Indiana Jones esque. Aye. But um, yeah, Mark Wahlberg for me is a bit of a strange casting. I think because he can play kind of silly, kind of not immature, but um, see, see, if you look at him in like the Transformers movie, it's bizarre what he's up to. Uh, it's just garbage, honestly. So, I just hope that he does a better job in this. I can't remember who the the fan favorite was. Was he not the guy from Firefly? Oh, Nathan Fillion. Yeah, I think it was because he done a kind of short film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nathan Drake. I think everyone, and uh, he's got he's got the face for it. He's, they they look similar, I and. Yeah, so they they went down a different direction, a much bigger direction. Mark Wahlberg is a pretty big name to get. I just don't know if um, Nathan Fillion's a wee bit too old to play him. Like the opposite Aye, problem for the, for the direct I mean? for the direction they want to go with Aye, it. Because I yeah. mean, I, I, like I say, I assume they're hoping to set up a massive franchise. But like, it's kind of hard to see where they go because it's essentially just Tomb Raider and Indiana Jones. Like, yeah, in the one. So I don't know how you make it or mix it up. You know, I think though it's. Again, it's one of them films that it just has to be good. <laughs> I know it sounds gaff, but as long as, as, long as it's exactly, I think as long as it's just kind of watchable and fun, but at the same time a good adventure story, then you can I can see them pumping out loads of these films. Like the reboot of, T- of Tomb Raider was fine. I thought it was some enjoyable things in it, but which one? The one from like two or three three years ago, four years Aye, ago. the Alicia Vikander one. Oh. I'm not a fan of that. I thought it was fine. Like it's not great. It could have been better, but I didn't care for the. I didn't care for her kind of backstory at the start when it's set in. It's in London, I think. Aye, and you see, like doing the, the boxing and training Aye. and the bike and that. I just, I was just totally almost zoned out for that kind of whole part. Aye, it's it's not 
great. Like I say, it could have been better, but I don't know if it's because we're so we have absolutely no kind of quality video game films. I don't know if it's just yeah. the fact that one was decent that for me, Angelina Jolie is is Tomb Raider. I, That's the way I, I looked as it. a cra- I, I thought that was a great cast choice. Even like the films aren't fantastic, but I still like see them the a first lot. film. I really like the first film. I've rewatched that a good few times and I still like it. Is that the uh, the one with Pandora's box? No, that's the second one. That's the one I like a lot. See, I don't know. On the Great Wall of China with the terrible CGI. And the bikes. I I don't know. And the big gorilla creatures that never get explained. I'm not so keen on that one. But I've watched the first one loads of times. Yeah. Aye. No, I I thought she was really well cast, especially for the time and stuff. Yeah. But aye, it's just a. It'll be interesting to see, but I think it's been not even for. Covid, but it has been delayed so many times. This Uncharted thing, and yeah, ha- yeah, I think um, start of last year was when we first kind of seen. Yeah, there's been talk about it. About it yeah, uh, I'm not like super excited. Obviously, we need to see a trailer and stuff. But Tom Holland, I, Tom Holland's the kind of guy who's going to look young for the next twenty years. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm a I'm not gonna lie. I I'm I'm not quite on the Tom Holland bandwagon yet. I mean, I do. Yeah, I. I, I, I I'm willing to get on it. I'm willing to to get behind him. I just I wasn't overly impressed with him in the Marvel movies or his kind of Spider Man as well. My kind of my favorite Spider Man has been is the one that people don't like so much, which is, is the Andrew Garfield. Yeah, right. no, no, no. The um Tom Holland Spider Man, the Far From Home. Oh, that was your favorite. Yeah, I know. I was the same. Um, I, I really like him as Spider Man. Um, I think Far From Home is probably it's kind of one of my favorites. I think. Yeah, I think it's um it's probably my f- my favorite of this new generation Spider Man films and the just the Spider Man role in general. Aye, no, I like Far From Home. I like both of his Spider Man films. Yeah, I didn't mind the first one. For me, it felt quite rushed, and the the CGI and the effects were quite um quite bad looking. Aye, I mind. Uh, I think I pointed it out to like everyone. There's um in the cinema release. I think they fixed it for the DVD release, but. In the cinema release, the bit where on in the first one where the Staten Island ferry splits in half, uh, the <laughs> the effects there are horrendous. When you see the, if you pay a kind of close attention to the the ship itself, Aye. it looks like just terrible. It looks horrendous. I've never actually thought the Spider-Man character has looked good as Tom Holland. It's always too CGI looking. Yeah, yeah. I, the, the suit, yeah, Aye, the it's... suit looks like a vid- like a video game. It's Aye. not like um. I, I I much prefer the the realistic suit of the original kind of Spider Man's and even Andrew Garfield's Spider Man. Like I understand, he has to be jump about, and it's, it makes more sense to not be cutting between a practical character and a CGI one because it probably looks better just to have him fully CGI. But yeah, it, it does stick out to me, especially I think it's Civil War. He, he looks quite bad. And yeah, yeah, when he's introduced, yeah. Aye. I always love talking about uh, Spider Man because it's I always remember that bit in Friends with uh, Chandler where he's like. We'd say like we say Goldman. Why do we not say Spiderman? Spiderman. Aye. <laughs> aye, that's a good point actually. I'm just uh, like <laughs> trying to not say that out loud in my head because I keep in my head I keep going Spiderman. Spiderman. <laughs> Maybe that's why they put the hyphen in between two. Yeah. Is that why? Maybe well, it was probably originally sp- spelled like Spiderman. <laughs> Maybe. Probably not. Like if we've got any Marvel geeks listening, they'll be shouting at us. So yeah, Jack. We'll have to, we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to <laughs> fact check that one, but. But um, yeah, another kind of we have got a change of conversation. But in movie news, obviously a lot of these films are getting pushed back for their release because of COVID. Whereas I seen that um, Universal that has actually moved moved the project forward. 
the um the Crudes the Caveman kind of animated oh, movie. Oh, you did mention this to me. I yeah, they they pushed it forward. It's coming out a month before it was due to come out, which is I, I it's a good sign, kind of sign of things going back to normal. But on <laughs> to almost shoot in the foot straight away. The uh, I seen this week they released the official kind of numbers for how Tenet done, and it's not a pretty picture at all. Is it looking bad? Six point seven million box office. Is that US? I take it. Uh yeah, that was US. Aye. That was which is just really, really low. Just not good at all. Aye. I mean I'm sure they're kinda expecting it to be lower numbers, but I don't know how it's gonna make its money back because it's a expensive film, so it is. I think uh I think that this is gonna have a big impact on films going forward because I think we're gonna see less and less of these massive budget films. I think uh, like we spoke about June last week, and obviously that that's probably that had probably been started to be made before I will, all before this. I. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why the budget got approved. But I reckon getting something like that to get the go ahead right now would be super difficult. Well, that's the thing. Um, Tenet, they just seem determined not to have it on streaming services. So like, yeah, sooner than it has to be. Um, and Chris for Nolan, I watched that interview. He said it's going to be in cinemas for ages. So that they're going to just keep running it for. A good while, so yeah, as a kind of bad omen about it for that Black Widow movie coming out because I think that's Marvel, been delayed again. Actually, Marvel are cutthroat. If you if the movie doesn't make money, they just dump it. So, they just dump it. Aye. So I think uh, any hopes of even even though it hasn't came out yet, any hopes of a second one coming out, I think are already null and void. Well, I, I did see a thing today saying that, but there's worries floating around Black Widow that it will be delayed further. So all right, well. I, I said to you in the cinema this week, I said that the, the advert's already starting to feel overplayed, so I hope it doesn't have the kind of same impact that James Bond's having on me, where I'm just losing Aye. any interest in... You've seen it that much. Uh, yeah, Aye. exactly. It's just oversaturation. Aye. Like I say, I, I, it's a type of film I'll give it a chance, and obviously you'll probably go see it for the, the podcast to review it, but yeah. if it gets pushed back, I'm not worried. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, exactly. It's, it's not a film that I'm... I'm super excited to see like i said i don't mind marvel movies at all um they are pretty safe a lot of them and you're guaranteed a, a, a an okay film every time but if it gets pushed back it gets pushed back aye like i'm no i've already said i think i said this in the first episode the only marvel thing i'm kind of interested in right now is the wandavision tv show i think that looks quite quirky so apart from that and then guardians 3 obviously at some point yeah i i mean i can kind of take them or leave them you know yeah, and I'm I'm in the same boat now. Um, but yeah, um, moving on, I've got some Tron Three news. People are thinking that Disney are maybe getting a bit closer to production with it because Jared Leto was starting to kind of bulk up a wee bit. He's been sharing pictures, so okay. And this season, next kind of big role, so people are thinking that's why he's getting in shape and stuff. All right, that's I mean that's a big speculation. Just aye. I mean, <laughs> but, it, aye. So because Jared Leto can pop up in anything. Like pretty much, he gets cast and a lot of stuff that I just don't understand how he gets picked for. I don't think he's a particularly strong actor. I I don't really like. It. I think it's more a struggle to separate the way he acts in real life for what you see. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Which is kind of not the best attitude to have, but I think he's just rode a wave. I think Aye. he's uh, what was that film called? What was the film that he was in? The kind of famous one where he takes all the drugs. Requiem for a dream. Requiem for a dream. That's the one. I think when that came out, it was it is really good, but I think that's almost carried him his entire career because Aye. 
I've actually not seen him in anything that I've loved or even liked him in that much. He did a terrible version of the Joker, and I know that everyone's going to say, oh, but so much of the stuff he'd done was cut and he never got to see his process. But no, it, it wasn't good. <laughs> it just wasn't a good Joker, in my opinion. Uh, he strikes me as the kind of guy who's trying so hard to be like a method actor. Yeah. Because apparently on the set of that Suicide Squad film, he was giving people all kinds of weird shit as gifts and stuff. I heard that as well. Aye, like yeah. dead birds and stuff. Yeah. I seen that um, he's in a, a Netflix film, um, The Foreigner. Aye. Where he got, he's set in Japan and he's a, he kind of joins the Yakuza. And now that, that to me, on paper, sounds good. Wet dream, <laughs> honestly. Um, that to me sounds fantastic. And then you watch it and it's just not that good. Aye. So... Oh, be interesting. He's in that. Um, what's his big movie coming up for? Is it Marvel as well? Oh, I the Vampire thing. What's yeah. it called? Um, um, Morbius. Morbius. That's aye. it. And that trailer actually looks pretty good. So that could be like I, hell, mess. I suppose. Depends. We'll see how that goes. But overall, I'm, I'm not too fond of him. And and see what he's like in Tron Three if it eventually comes out. Do you have any thoughts on Tron in general? Are you a fan of the Tron universe? Um, I like Tron Legacy. I'm the same. Like It's not got a solid story, but it, visually it's so interesting to me. Yeah. I just put it on the Blu-ray player and just sit and watch it. <laughs> and the Daft Punk yeah. score's amazing. Yeah, I, I that's pretty solid. I actually can't... I've seen, I, I've seen the original, but I can't remember much about it. The original's just... I watched behind the scenes stuff for it and see for the amount of work that went in they make in that film. They have, they basically do all these exposures for the lights and stuff. Okay, like yeah. Manually on, yeah, yeah, on, film. on the on the suits. Aye, and it's just so much work, and it still doesn't look good. It just looks so <laughs> bad. And you're like, yeah. imagine working on that, and it just looks like all this grainy mess. Do you know what I mean? I'm not like taking away from the people who worked on it. It's obviously a lot of the stuff, and it was. I've lost two listeners, Dave. Aye. <laughs> I don't know how they found us in the first place, but. but um, I, I think even for the time it was interesting looking but not really uh, it was not like groundbreaking or yeah. there was some actual CGI like the actual bikes are computer generated um, in the original which is for 82 it's impressive but uh, it's not the kind of film I'd recommend going back to watch or anything no but no Tron Legacy is it's so annoying because the director um, his name's Joseph Kaczynski I keep going to say Kaczynski because I'm thinking of John Kaczynski <laughs> but he's done Top Gun 2 actually um, and he's done Oblivion as well but I don't mind Oblivion. Uh, Oblivion's the same uh, issue for me. It's like so visually appealing, but it's just such a weak story and weak characters. Uh, I didn't mind it. I, no. I, I quite liked the uh, the kind of storyline of Oblivion, the ending where it turns out there's like obviously two of them clones. Aye. Or there's like millions. Yeah. Or hundreds. Yeah, it's, it's not clones. It's, it's, aye, it's aye. essentially clones. And they just like. I, I quite liked it. I, I, thought I it was actually fine. think that's. Um, Kind of one of the films that kind of got Tom Cruise kind of back into kind of good movies, so. yeah. Like I say, that director is so for me. Like if I was to make a big film, I'd love to make it look the way he makes a film look. But yeah. He just seems to struggle to get it all together story wise for me. But that's a different director. It's Gareth, no, no Gareth Garth Davis. He did the film Line to two thousand sixteen. Oh yeah, that was oh that, my gosh! Everyone watched that. That Aye. was great. I think. I think BBC had it on aye. for weeks. Aye. Aye, it was great. But I don't know if any of the cast from Legacy are returning. Like, uh, what's his name? Garrett Headland or Olivia Wilde. I don't think they're cast, so 
I don't know if it's just taking a different direction altogether. So yeah, and Jeff Bridges obviously died in the other one. So <laughs> I mean, he could come back. Come back to like a hologram or a something. Program or something. Yeah. Like, so I, but I'm, I'd be interested to see it because I mean, I never thought they'd redo it again because the the last one was like they managed to make money for the nostalgia type thing of people coming back, but yeah, it wasn't very well received. So it seems like a big risk to kind of. But I'm happy about it because I like the universe. So yeah, um, again, I'll probably wait and see trailers and that no doubt if if it's big and you're excited for it then we'll certainly check it out for the podcast in the distant future because <laughs> i mean it's been rumored since like 2017 so yeah who knows but i i'd like to go back into that world back onto the grid as as they would say so. send me back in <laughs> take me back um not the, the only kind of other news i had and it's obviously it's related to a movie but it's not so close it's I seen that the uh, the Sony event recently for the release of the PlayStation yes, Five. They yeah. are bringing out a Harry Potter RPG game. Ah, right. I've and not seen this actually. I think that, I think that has massive potential. I've always like just talking about that. I've wondered why they've never done an, an RPG for well, Harry Potter. Mine, there was one ages ago, but is it was the online thing. No, no, no. The um, I mean the, I mean, I mean, like a good Harry Potter game. Oh, there was right. One for the PlayStation. Two, what place or the Chamber you? of Secrets one? I think so. I one way like we did game. like the the one jewels across a field with each other. Aye, that was Chamber of Secrets. Aye, that's like the first game I had on the PS2. <laughs> that's that was pretty good. That was classic that game. And yeah, they brought out like a, a Harry Potter version of Pokemon Go at one point. And, aye, aye. But this this looks mad. This looks really good. I, I need to watch the trailer for it. Yeah, it's set. It's not set in what we know of the Harry Potter universe is set in the 1800s. Alright. But it certainly has a kind of big focus on um, the kind of kind of creatures and monsters in the Harry Potter world that we we kind of catch a glimpse in through Harry Potter and through the um, what's the ones that have came out recently? Oh, the Fantastic Beasts. Fantastic Beasts. Beasts. So it'll be really good to see um, how how that turns out but uh, it looks it looks really big. It looks really fun. I want to check that out. But moving on to our cinema movie of the week, what we, what we went to see in the cinema this week. The review of the week, it's actually made me so happy this week. It's uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite nice. It's just nice that it's um, a, PG a bit of more film. of a laid-back <laughs> film as well. I don't remember the last time we saw a PG film. Was it Incredibles, maybe? <laughs> yeah, I think you know, Incredibles was you. Was it? Ah, Incredible would have been Universal. Aye, that's true actually. So I don't know. No, I I can't remember the last PG film I've seen. No idea. It's so true. it's a weird rating, PG. Aye, PG. I thought it'd be a twelve, but yeah, because twelve A for me it makes more sense than a PG. Aye, because it's um, you kind of just think with the language. You know, it's like really bad language, but you kind of think that kind of Back to the Future type, like they say shit all the time. Or, yeah, and that's PG as well. But aye. Uh, it's strange to see a PG. Yeah, PG. I think it's getting like phased out for twelve A because, well, that just makes more sense to me. I just don't really see it that often, unlike no. animated films, I suppose. But though it's hard going off age ratings now, we spoke about that with the New Mutants. Aye. I got a fifteen, and I'd if if I was to have made that, I'd have made that a twelve A. Aye, I definitely because like we said, it, it didn't utilize that at all for me. So yeah, so I certainly think, yeah, Bill and Ted PG is. It's about right, but could have been a twelve A. It could have been just maybe more bad language because there's nothing like nothing offensive or anything. Do you know what I mean? I looked at the um 
I looked into the the director of Bill and Ted. It was uh, Dean Pariso. Dean Pariso. Uh, really, really mixed bag. Uh, it's really, really mixed. mixed bag. I I did. Uh, there's a lot of projects that he was involved in that I didn't know he was involved in. Aye. And like the Red Red Two. Red Two. The the not so good Red film. I directed that. I, think, I quite yeah. like like the first Red film. The first one was pretty good. Aye. The second one I thought was kind of. It was more like why do we need a second Red film? Yeah. <laughs> he did Galaxy Quest. And, um, again, I've only ever seen that once, and I thought it was okay. Oh no, I love Galaxy Quest. Oh, do you? Uh, it's like one of my favourites. I thought I, for me, it's a, it just hasn't aged well. Oh no, I, love I thought it. it was quite aged when I seen it in the first place. I love the the aliens the way they, they speak to each other. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna give up. I love it so much. I've always I've watched. It so, I used to watch it all the time when I was younger, and then I never seen. Star Trek until I'd seen Galaxy Quest. Yeah. And then I realised it's a whole like spoof on Star yeah, yeah, Trek yeah. and stuff. So I had that fam- family enough. I uh, I didn't know if Spaceballs was a Star Wars oh, really? kind of no. parody when I was younger. I thought it was an actual like film on its own. Oh, did you? Yeah. Uh, it's quite funny that. <laughs> it's weird seeing things like that in reverse because I remember watching it at my grand's house one day and one of my wee cousins came in and he's like, oh, this is like Star Trek. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. He's picked up on that. So like, <laughs> yeah. So. You're sitting there going like, that took me a few years to aye, pick it up took on. Me a few like, years to, aye. I seen as well the uh, he done he's done two Netflix programs comedy kind of focused. Right, he okay. did uh, uh, Dark Gently's Detective Agency. Oh, right, right. Elijah Wood. Aye. I wasn't a big fan of that. I just didn't find it funny. Mm-hmm. I think it was just, just kind of awkward. Hi, it was just not not my humour. But then he did he also did Santa the Santa Clarita Diet, and oh, I right. thought that was pretty damn funny. I thought that was pretty good. Aye. So it is, he's a bit mixed for me, he's kind of, like I said, just some stuff's kind of worked or I've liked it and some stuff I haven't, and that's right. not a bad thing, because probably, probably people listening to this will be like, oh, I, I like Dark Gently's and I thought Santa Clarita was shit, so. Aye, aye. But, no, he, he did this and I did a pretty good job of it. I, I would say it, so, yeah. he's, he's the kind of director, like I say, coming off of something, or coming off of it was like 98, so like, yeah. talking about Galaxy Quest, um, but he is the kind of right fit for this sort of kind of wacky comedy yeah we like the kind of serious touches as well you know i feel as well though um the kind of other good thing about this film is the cast helped the film a lot aye i think the um you could almost have had i wouldn't be surprised if, if a checkup and a lot of it was improv i genuinely wouldn't because think so? i think the uh the cast was brilliant it's actually one of my in my wee con uh, my wee pros list it's one of my kind of big highlights is the cast, the cast. Yeah, I had a I had a, a lot of time for him. I enjoyed the cast. Um, the girl who plays Keanu Reeves' daughter. I've, I've got her name here. Um, yeah, Bridget Lundy Payne. Yes, oh, we spoke about this when we when before aye. the movie came out. Uh, she she was in Atypical. Aye. And that's a a fantastic kind of comedy program, and I think she was a dead natural fit in this. Aye, just, I I like both the the daughters. I I think she was kind of. They were both good. I think she stood out a wee bit more for me. But, yeah, um, for me again, she was a bit stronger. But aye. um, that doesn't. I'm not saying that the what's her name, the second daughter's uh, Samara Weaving. I'm not saying that she was bad, but she just uh, I, I I've just seen I've seen another girl in Atypical before, and I, I knew she could do the comedy, and I just felt a lot more natural off her. Aye, I just did. Just feel like that could be his daughter sort of thing, which I thought was really funny. But um, no, it's a really good cast. Um. Obviously, some returning characters as well, like uh, William Sadler as Death, which oh. is a, a highlight for me. Yeah, I think everyone like Death's like a character that 
even if you don't particularly like the Bill and Ted movies, you uh, quite I think everyone likes death. Aye, that accent is so funny. Yeah. I just as my in my notes I've literally put so much fun. Such a good feel good film. Is my like opening line in my notes. It just made me feel so happy watching it. Yeah, uh literally in my kinda one of my opening points for this is I put it it feels like classic Bill and Ted. It feels uh, like the kind of Bill and Ted you're very familiar with. Almost feels like there hasn't been such a, a long break from the movies and that massively works to the film's credit. Aye, and the thing I was impressed by, they don't just try and like cash in on the whole, this is like an 80s style movie, like come for the 80s nostalgia. For me it kind of worked as a modern story, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it's, um, it works as a standalone movie Aye. for like kind of our time as well because it is, the base of it is set current day Aye. so now i like that another kind of kind of good point i had is again the comment the comedy might not work for everyone it did work for me i thought it was it was it's my kind of humor i had know? some really funny moments Aye. especially uh dennis the robot dennis class. caleb mccoy dennis caleb mccoy that <laughs> is just i wish they'd used him a wee bit more actually i i think that i think he should have been introduced like way earlier because <laughs> that is just it's just such good comedy, I love it. I feel like they've cut a lot of his stuff just for time things. And I think so. I, I bet there's loads of stuff for him, because he's so funny. Who who played him? Uh, Do you have a note? I've got his name here, it's Anthony Carrigan, oh. if you recognise that name. No, it was just because um, obviously the heavy kind of makeup and uh, kind of costume, I couldn't I just couldn't kind of work out who it was, if it was someone that I'd recognise or not. Aye, it's... Um, it's only a $25 million budget, which people will be like, wow, that's outrageous, but it is pretty low for a big film. It is pretty low for a big film, but at the same time, I did feel in parts the budget was stretched. Aye, some of it's very green screeny Especially looking. the end, especially Aye. like the kind of final 20 minutes. See, the for me, the bit that stood out was when they go with the, they get picked up and taken to the future. Yep. And, um... They're walking through that kind of big... Oh, yeah, the walkway with... Going facility like the, with the water. Yeah, 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 that yeah. looks very green screeny, but you can kind of... For me, I can forgive that. Cause I think it's well because it's the kind of zaniness of Bill and Ted that aye. um that effect almost kind of suits it. Aye, aye, aye. It's, aye, it's, it's pretty good. I suppose we should kind of run down the story as well, like, just to kind of... Um, yeah. So basically, they, they, they've they been tasked with... At the end of the second film, Bogus Journey, you see all these credits, it's like had this big concert and met all these people and yep. all these things. In the that, Grand Canyon. Aye. All these kind of things that happened and uh, they kind of explain that at the start they're like, oh. You're meant to unite the world. Aye, their songs, essentially write this song that's supposed to unite the world and they've just not managed to do it yet. Yes, yeah, so they, they end up playing like a, a a wedding and. They're playing it like a a, a wedding and I kind of like that song which is obviously very experimental in quotations <laughs> yeah. but it's, yeah, it's, it's, quite a, singing. Uh, it's quite a fun song to listen to and folk are like listen just cut this out he's never time travelled you're just like pathetic and your daughters are 25 and unemployed so they've basically just copied you and stuff and I uh, so they're, they're kind of they're playing that kind of washed up yeah like, I thought the a bit of criticism was I thought that bit was a bit rushed I think you get introduced to them playing this kind of wedding and being a bit washed up and you start to think oh no like they're actually gonna like gives you the illusion they're gonna obviously break up the band aye, and aye. uh that, that that gets like that gets like about five minutes and then they get picked up and taken to the future i think aye. that that could have been a bit more of a story there but because they, they say like time and space is going to just collapse if they don't write it's going to fold in on itself aye. 
And so you start to see all these <laughs> historical figures jumping through time, aye. which is it is funny. It's, aye, it's done like, really well. Like Jesus pops up in the middle of the scene. He's just walking in the, the aye, water ba- and stuff. Aye. Babe Ruth is replaced with Jesus at the the, kind of the, ta- the table. And it's so funny. It is good. That that works the whole way through the film. Aye, it just keeps going. Like They keep doing that and it's stuff like that. It's, it works well. Aye. I don't have any problems with. I don't really have many problems with the film in general. No, they are. They get faced with the kind of. They have seventy-two minutes to write the song that's going to save the world, and, and obviously they didn't know that. So they think, oh, we'll, we'll jump into the future. Just we'll jump into the future it. and we'll steal it from ourselves because obviously Future Us must have already written it, and this kind of starts the kind of knock-on effect where they have to keep jumping farther and farther into the future because. Oh, I want to get spoilers, but I don't want to spoil it too much. No, it's that it's funny when they have that conversation about stealing the music from the. That's very aye. Because um, I think it's Keanu Reeves comes up with the idea, um, to like steal it for the themselves in the future, and he's like, "It's not stealing if we steal it from ourselves. It's borrowing." <laughs> so I quite, I quite like that, and they basically, I we should just say spoilers, but yeah, as they we'll, go forward, we'll try not do super heavy spoilers aye. because. Uh, a lot of you might go and see this, and as they as they go forward, it's they, they meet themselves and they, they just seem even worse, and they're like trying to run away from them because they like see their future selves and they're like, oh, they didn't see us, and they try and run away, and yeah. they're like, we don't have the song. <laughs> it's so funny. It is good. It's it, it's done really well, and uh, there's kind of the the, the secondary storyline is um, the princesses, the princesses, and their daughters decide, or oh, they kind of realize that they've been trying to make this song on their own and they could do a lot to help so they decide to take a kind of one of these kind of future pods travel through time to help build a band it's essentially the plot for the first film with yeah they go down and get the historical figures to write the essay they go get musicians to join the band sort of thing and um i i like that part they kind of cut between the 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 daughters kind of building this band to help that, their dads. That was actually some of my favourite parts of the movie. I, I really enjoyed... I, I actually thoroughly enjoyed the... Because the, the, the daughters play Bill and Ted. One's aye. called Billy and one's called... The, is it Theodore? Aye. I th- well... A Theo. Is, I think it's Theodore, is it? Thea. Like, aye. Yeah. Thea, so... So, essentially, Bill and Ted. Aye. As, and um, I actually think they work as a... As they could do the, the lead characters, I, I genuinely I like their own movies. So yeah, I think, I think I, the I, next if they if they do get a lot of success from this and they get another movie, I'd love to see them as Bill and Ted as the driving force behind the movie. Aye, that'd be quite cool. I do. I think uh, um, Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter could take a wee step back, and it's in safe hands, in my opinion. Aye, no, no, I'd be quite up for that actually. I, I thought they were really good, and the the kind of princess plot as well. The the two wives, they they go to couples therapy, and they just kind of like. Bill and Ted just do everything together. So when they say "I love you," they basically say "We love you." I we love you. When they start going back in time, they meet like we say, they meet their future selves and they're like washed up and um, Ted's an alcoholic and stuff. And <laughs> they're like, "Oh, your wives are going to leave you," and they're like, "What? We have to go fix this." So they go back to try and convince their wives not to leave them, but just uh, make it worse. Make it a hundred times worse. And then the wives from the future come back to take the through every timeline to see if there's a timeline where they are happily married. And they f- go through every single one and find out there's never a timeline where they're happy. <laughs> and Bill and Ted tell them this in the couple's therapy. Yeah, it's, like it's, it's really good. Uh, keep, keeping the spoilers light this week, but Aye. I would certainly recommend it. The only kind of negatives I have on my list is, like I said, uh, I said the pacing at the start was a wee bit 
a bit too quick for myself. Aye, I, I never really, I see your point now thinking back, but I never really had a problem at the time. The other kind of corner I had that I personally enjoyed the film, but I can tell it's a bit of a, well, kind of Bill and Ted in, in the first place, the original films, they're a bit like what you'd call like a Marmite film. Aye. I think you either like them or you just don't like them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this gives off for me the exact same impression and I did like it aye. but I could see there'll be people out there that just flat out just won't like it I just, aye. especially like even if you've not seen the originals there will be people who obviously just like it but yeah, I, I don't see anybody who is a fan no liking it though no you know? I, I'd say so the only other kind of uh, con I had to it, again personal preference but I thought the song to save the universe wasn't that good it was alright, but they kind of make up for that by saying, oh, it wasn't really the song, it was the fact that... The fact everybody... that they're uniting everyone. Aye. I don't know, I just was wanting a pure jam. I wanted to, I just wanted something that would get me pure, like, kind of bouncing in my seat, liking it. See, I loved the ending. I kind of, I get a wee bit, like, goosebumpy at the end. <laughs> like, oh, really? I, even though it's I got a that... bit goosebumpy at the end for the after credit movie. I thought that aye, was for class. The people, yeah. aye, aye. But, um, I'm kind of like that. I get kind of emotional at stuff that's not really that emotional i'm just kind of like that with movies but it's a happy feeling though it's like it's it a nice. big kind of happy ending and uh like i said that's, that's just so maybe it's because it's so different to what we've been watching recently david it could be <laughs> aye, we're just like so sensitive to it now, that's aye. it you've become like oversensitive because you've uh not known happiness for a few weeks i mean one wee thing that stood out when they're playing their guitars at the end they they done like a the, the lightning effect going over the guitars in their hands and stuff but it, it was done like in the style of kind of 80s like optical effect like hand drawn yeah, yeah. I love that cause that kind of stuff just as a pure kind of geek kind of stands out to me um, so I was kind of like happy with that so going go on a wee bit of a, of a tangent obviously Aye. Keanu Reeves is the, the one of the, the leads in this obviously Aye. what's what's your favourite Keanu Reeves movie oh that's hard because I love Keanu Reeves but I mean, he's the best actor. No. You know, like in that Dracula film, he's horrific. Oh, he's got that god-awful accent. That is a kind of meme at this point, and they kind of make fun of it in this film. I actually like I like the film. I don't know, the film is good. I actually, but, I actually do. But um, there's a bit, I think you went to the bathroom at this point when they go forward further to meet their future selves to get the song. Yeah. But it's still Evil Bill and Ted who keep going through to catch them. They're basically pretending to be like a kind of, like Keith Richards, like English like pop stars, or... Like All right, yeah. Star, sorry. And, and Does like, the accent again? Uh, and he's like, oh. "Oh yes, take the music, darling." And they're like, "They're not listening." It's so funny, and um, I think they were kind of taking the piss out of that. Thank you for exposing me as a small bladder gang, there, David. <laughs> I mean, all the times we've been, it's the only time I've seen you go to the toilet. So that's the only time I've been this year, mate. I, I never <laughs> go. Like, I just piss myself. No, I'm kidding. Like, but him. No, no. so what would you say? What would you say then? Obviously, Favorite? Oh, that is hard. Um, I don't know if I have a definitive. I like I like him in Speed. I like Speed as a kind of. I like uh, Speed's good. As a, just a really fun nineties action film. Point Break for me is Point Break. Aye. Point Break's my favorite Keanu Reeves movie. I think it's brilliant. I. I have to admit I've not seen it yet. <laughs> I, still have, I know exactly. I was trying to avoid it. I'm like, can I get away with pretending I've seen this? But no, I've still not seen it. Oh, it's brilliant. Honestly, I have to watch it. It's good. Don't watch the remake. The 2015 remake. Nah. It's it's not so good, but. The original is brilliant. Mm-hmm. No, like I'd say maybe, maybe the f- the first John Wick or the first Matrix. Uh, I'd put I'd put the first John Wick over the Matrix for uh, me personally. For me, I, 
probably nowadays I would say so I unless it's just something that I've completely overlooked that I can't think that's a really famous film is that I really like but I was going to ask you what your favourite Alex Winter role is but he's not really done much so I've really not seen him in a lot um, he done that film is it Freaks where he, he's got the all the makeup on and stuff I don't know if that was his last kind of yeah film role my uh, I think. the only kind of notice, notable film that I like I know him from, and I think I spoke to yourself against about it recently. Where I used to like it, but on a kind of rewatch of it recently, I, I kind of went off it. He was in the Lost Boys. Oh, is he in that as well? Yeah, he plays one of the the vampires in the Lost Boys. Ah, right. But um, apart from that, he's he's been pretty quiet. He didn't seem to have the the kind of ongoing career that Keanu Reeves kind of had after Bill and Ted. But it's weird because he's comes back and it's as if he's never stopped acting. Yeah. It's so natural, yeah, yeah. you know, like I, I really like him. Um he's a kinda of guy you kinda of would like to see him do more, but I think so. I, I, uh, I'd like to have seen him in a lot more stuff. I think uh looking at his kind of filmography, he's done quite a lot of kind of voice work and right. he's done kind of random series a couple episodes, I'm guessing as like right. as, as different characters, but no, he's he's not really done many big movies at all. Um, I've got a wee quote for the, the co-writer if you want to hear the original ending of the film but okay, go I don't know it. if that's going to spoil it for other people Tell you what, say it and if I think it ruins it then we'll cut it if not we'll keep it Alright, okay, we'll do that So essentially the whole movie happens exactly the same but at the start they're trying to hire the, the Rose Bowl um, for like a concert they're, they're like big anniversary concert yeah. and this is where they think they're going to Play the song that unites the world. Not MP42. I know MP42. Um, maybe it's just where it happens. <laughs> that was so funny. Aye, so the exact same, but it kind of this is where they're going to be playing the, the song. And eventually they get to that point in the film. They get there and there's nothing there. And they, f- okay. they f- basically find out they failed. So they go home and they're like sitting in the living room. And the writer says, You're like one minute away for the end of the film at this point. They're just sitting there feeling like they failed. And then they hear this music coming for the, the garage or whatever. And they go through and they see it's their daughters playing the music. Okay. And they realise it was like nothing to do with them in the, the first place. And then it ends. Okay, I think that's not. I think we can keep that in. I think that's Aye. pretty good. I think that's doesn't ruin much because that's like an alternative. Did you say there was two saddest? Two saddest ending. There was just kind of. Fair enough. I mean, I I liked the ending. Like I say, it kind of it did get me a wee bit. Yeah, I, I did. I, I liked it, and like I said earlier, I'd love to see the daughters as the as the new Bill and Ted. And the film does hint towards that. This does feel like almost like a farewell to Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter. So, in terms of money, it's doing no bad. From what I've seen, it's three point four million box office, but it's been on streaming, and nobody really has any numbers for that. From what I could find, so yeah, I I, I found that recently as well. See, when I was trying to look up stuff that was like home releases. Kind of hard to get an idea of how I, how how well it's done. It's so hard. I don't know how they obviously they look at it through downloads and stuff, but you know something I could find any solid info on. So I think it will find a kind of it find its home in streaming and kind of that's where it will be a success more than the the theaters, especially like right now. I think despite the pandemic, it would still be kind of the same. Yeah, it'd have much more success in streaming. So I think so. So hopefully it's not going to take too much a hit because. As long as it makes his money back, I'm sure everybody will be happy, you know, so. So right now it's sitting at an IMDb score of 6.3. What, What is your rating for it? What would you give it? You know, I went, eventually in the end I sat, I sat at 6.5. See, I went, I went lower. Oh, really? I went 5.5. Aye. But, I don't, see, even now I don't think I'm being too harsh, but at the same time I did like the film. Aye. 
See, I, at one point I was at a seven, and I'm like, no, it's not a seven. It's not so, a seven. So I went, I went down a wee bit, but um, I just feel like. I, I mean, would, it's not the old guard, David. <laughs> exactly, it's not that good. Um, <laughs> Never letting that go. <laughs> no, don't let it go. It's too funny. Um, I think I was just in the right mood for it, and I don't know if that's got something to do with it. And that's it. I mean, if you were in the right mood for it and came out thinking it's a seven, that shows that at, at, at the right time for you it is a seven. Aye. I. Uh, Obviously, I didn't write my kind of review of it the straight after I watched it. Aye, aye. I watched my review the day after, so I kind of had time to kind of sit with it and kind of think over it in my head. So I was at a 5.5. Maybe it is a wee bit on the high end for me, um, given it's not the, obviously the tightest script or whatever, and I love that bit at the end where they're, he's like, they're trying to go through infinity to hand out all these instruments, and he's like, Give me the number for infinity. And he's like typing in all the numbers. Yeah, so I find it in the phone book. I, in that. And he's like, like, just press the infinity yeah, button. Infinity button. <laughs> I love that. But press just, the any key. <laughs> I, I just, um, I think I'm I just the kind of humour appeals to me. And I. Yeah, I, like I said, I did like it. So um, I would, I would recommend it. I'd say that either stream it or catch it in the cinema if you're a big Bill and Ted fan. But certainly give it a watch. I, I'd say like. Aye, it's a nice wee cinema trip just to have a night out. And yeah. It's like ninety minutes, ninety odd minutes. So yeah, and it, it, it's a it's a pretty laid back view, and it's it's good. Aye, I I definitely recommend it. But moving on to our Netflix kind of oh, review this week, so this it's, is rough. <laughs> it's 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 going to be a bit of a, a a weird one because this is this is the second in this series. It's the the babysitter series, that kind of straight to Netflix release the first one is just called the babysitter the second Aye. one is the babysitter killer queen and before we start reviewing the second one you got any words on the first one i really really like the first one i've got like such a soft spot for it it's yeah no even like a guilty pleasure i would just say i like I, it yeah, I, I, mean, I, I just like it i, I think, think it's, it's genuinely good fun i think it's pulled off really really well Aye, it's um obviously really highly stylized and stuff and it's kind of parody in the kind of 80s slasher films but yep. not in a way that's like so tiring you're like alright it's just no funny it's, I think it does its comedy pretty well for the most part yeah you know? I think it does the comedy pretty well I think it does the um, not action but the kind of tense scenes pretty well again not using stupid jump scares or that it's that's what I'll get to like the the first one balances the, the tone really well yep from like serious to like ridiculous over the top gore and stuff and uh, like just stupid like boner comedy do you know what I mean like yeah, overall the first one for me was a big success and it was probably in my kind of top five Netflix actual movies which is which is good because I know a lot of times you say me kind of like slate Netflix films but I... this was this was a sort this is an exemption this the first babysitter movie is pretty good and the, the surprising thing for me is when it ended I had no idea who directed it but the fact it was McGee surprised me because I'm like, I've just watched a McGee film and it was no shite. <laughs> oh, fuck, hi. I mean, we've got Terminator Salvation, aye. Charlie's Angels. Um, Charlie's Angels and Charlie's Angels full throttle, Dave. Oh, he seems to Come do, on. He seems to do even better with sequels, like he just knows how, <laughs> how to improve them. But I had to look it up, I was like, oh, he's done this one. I was like, right, so maybe he's going to be consistent, but it turns out the first one was just a, an anomaly. <laughs> I, that's that's what blows my mind. I don't understand. Uh, kind of moving on to the review of of Killer Queen now, I don't understand how the director 
ripped himself off and did a poor job at it. <laughs> and that's exactly it. Like the first line of my notes, I've just written shite because that was my. I think I typed uh, that as I was watching it in my Google Docs thing. But um, I literally, I, he literally rips himself off, but doesn't even do a good job at it. It's like he forgot that he directed the first one. Uh, he's like people liked it when the last get shot in the boob. Like can we do that again. <laughs> we'll do that exact same thing. Again, and then she's like, "Oh, my boob off," and you're like, "Hi, it was funny the first time." Before we before we commit to just roasting the absolute hell out of this, I do have a few pros, I've a, few a few good pros. things to say. I liked the return of the cast. I, like I actually the quite liked the the main character. seeing everyone pop back up. The main character, uh, Judah Lewis. I, like I him. Uh, he was in the first film. A lot of the cast obviously are in the first film, and. I liked him. It's quite funny. We actually just spoke about Point Break. He was actually in the 2015 Point Break. Oh, was he? Yeah. And Samara Weaving was in Bill and Ted. So she was in Bill and Ted, exactly. So there's a, there's a, a weird kind of crossover for the episode. And she looks so much younger than Bill and Ted, it's bizarre to me. Absolutely, right? Aye. She looks as young as she looks in the first Babysitter movie. Aye, aye, and she's they're playing 25-year-olds, but they look kind of like teenagers, kind of, in yeah, Bill and Ted. Yeah, they do, but yeah. I think quite deliberately. But, um, it's because... Keanu Reeves and Kyle Keanu Reeves is pretty damn young looking for his age. Aye, that's probably why. But aye, it's, it's, so we've got a couple of wee connections. But aye, I, I like the, the main character, uh, Judah Lewis, who plays Cole. I like him as an yeah. actor. I think he's quite a natural actor. Yeah, I, I do. I, I I like him, and I also um, actually like the fact that they, they they kept him in it. And uh, I'd say his his acting is is one of the only highlights of acting throughout them. Aye. I think his acting follows through from the first one, and he's he's pretty good in both. I can see him actually picking up roles from being in this movie. Aye, I would say so. I think he's he, he definitely. He's, th- aye. I don't think the cast are. But it's nobody bad. I wouldn't say, but I like the is it Jenna Ortega who plays Phoebe. Like that character's not the best, but in her backstory, but I like her as an actress as well. Or yeah. Actor. Yeah. Uh, this is our but this is her first big performance. Mm-hmm. I looked up her filmography afterwards because um, I thought she was, rec- I thought I'd recognised her from something, but it turns out she was in a few episodes of that um, You programme on Netflix. Oh, I thought I recognised her actually, but obviously not. Nah, the, um, so this is her first kind of big movie role, so Aye. Um, I thought she did well, but it's just the material, obviously. That that's, That is it, that's the main issue is the, the quality of the script and the quality of the 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 director overall was just horrendously bad. I mean, obviously you're talking about some pros. The the first half for me until they get on the boat, they basically the, the kind of set up as a he sneaks away to go on a boat trip yep. at, at the lake. With a girl, he, he basically fancies her, but she's got a boyfriend and stuff. Yeah, it's the girl from the first film, is that right? Yeah, yeah, it's the the neighbour from across the street. It's um, is it Emily Ellen Mind? That's right. Yeah. Uh, I she plays Melanie. Um, fun fact: she's also in Doctor Sleep. Oh, is she? Yeah. Oh, that's right, aye. Aye. The, I know that you've got a wee bit of a soft spot for that film. I have, aye. aye. I, I, it's weird because I, I did kind of recognise her, but I thought, I just, maybe coincidence, but aye, that makes yeah. sense, actually. Aye, she's the kind of, she, she didn't kill the guy, she cuts the guy's face in the theatre. Yeah. Aye, I know what you mean. Um, no, like, the cast are pretty, pretty good. It's just, the material's pure shite. It's just... It is, it's... Uh, such a such a shame it really is because uh, I watched them back to back because uh, I was watching them and 
I just decided I hadn't seen the first one in a while, so Aye. I was going to go back and watch the first one, and then um, the second one obviously came up as watch next, and decided I would carry this on. I, I thoroughly enjoyed rewatching the first Aye, one, like so jumped into it, and same as yourself, think first 20, 25 minutes, I almost kind of felt like, oh, Aye. this is actually gonna going to be, this Aye. is going to be pretty good, Aye. and then it all went tits up. Like the there's some good wee things from the start, like when he's talking to the girl he has a crush on it, like everything in the background goes in slow motion. Yep. I don't know if you noticed, like yeah, wee, yeah. wee things like that. Yeah, yeah, I quite like that, yeah. Like, McGee mean, obviously, I feel like I'm giving him too much credit, but he obviously has a good eye for certain things. Similar to like Michael Bay, he just has no like subtlety or self-awareness, but yeah. he, he does have wee bits of... Ah, they say, uh, what is it, a, a broken clock's right, right. at least once, once a, a day. day. Aye, or twice a day. But... Twice a day, aye. So, aye. so th- th- there are wee things like that, and the, the kind of, obviously we are fans of juvenile humour, but it's, it just takes it a bit too far. Not to the point that it's offensive, I just mean, you're like, I write dick jokes, I've heard enough. I see, I mean? though, like, at the start, I, at the start, at the start I didn't fight. hate it. Like, no, no, seeing no, his dad bust in and he's on the laptop on the, the I, FaceTime, I, 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 I thought that was really good. I thought that was pretty good humour, really f- quite funny. That's what I mean, it was it, it was good and he's like, oh, I've got a better lotion if you want to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, stuff like that is good, but it's just it gets a bit excessive and not in a good way, Jim, Yeah, because excessive the, um, can be funny. But. One of the pro po- kind of pros I had for the film was obviously it's a very basic story, the first film. Aye, definitely. And Overall, as a story, I think this was a pretty okay follow as an idea. As an idea, I aye. didn't hate the follow the idea of the second film and the way it was going to play out. If it was done well, I thought overall it was a good continuation of the story. Aye, as in the the, the core storyline of the film. Right. Okay. Not the film itself. Either way, it carries it out, sort of thing. Yeah. Aye. No, I, I, do, I did feel like the plot was quite contrived, but they're, they're kind of making it as if they're like a self-aware sequel, so they're not as good, but I don't think that's an excuse to just not be as good. Aye. You know what I mean? That's not really, that doesn't fly with me if that's what they're kind of saying is their excuse for it being shite, but aye, I just don't like the the direction they took. Um, I don't know if we need to spoil the first one to kind of... Nah. Like, basically characters come back that you don't really... Yeah, the, kind of, the four characters... Um. It's been on. It's been on Netflix for a while. A lot of people will have seen it. So, um, the four kind of characters that join are what's her name again? Melanie. Uh, not a uh, B. Oh B. Oh, right. Aye, in they, the first film. In I the first think. film, they join B to do the kind of sacrifice. The they um they all get obviously offed in all different ways, and it what it actually works really well in the first film, and it's it's Aye. fun. It's different. Uh, in this film, they all just they all come back. And there's not really uh, there's it's a basic explanation, but they, they come back as like dis- demons essentially. Aye, they explain it quite weakly. Yeah, there was no kind of indication that they were. It's like a spur of the moment Aye, explanation. Because they just walk in and you're like, right, what's the story for this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, and then they explain that they're demons. But in the first one, there was no hint that they kind of they could have survived. I suppose no. that was the point. And then there's this thing they're like, oh, there was no evidence that they all died. And I'm like, how was How's that explained? Like who cleaned Aye. it all up? Or well, whatever? that's what he said. He said like she, he asked her when she was like it was not when she was like crushed under the car at the end of the first film. He asked her where the police car was, and she was like, "Oh, I ditched it around the corner with the aye. cops in it." Aye, aye. So what did that just not get found? Did that like? Aye. And did what happened to his house at the end of the? Like, well, fucking car got fucking put that's through what I mean, it, didn't but it? Surely there's like dead bodies and stuff, and they're like, "Oh, there was no evidence to prove like that." I struggle with that, but yeah. So like, I don't know. But, Maybe I'm looking too much in a kind of stupid horror film, but going back to the kind of cast for a second, I um I had a wee kind of special mention um 
Robbie Amell. Mm-hmm. He plays uh, Max, the kind of the jock character, the one right. who's like ridiculously shredded. Aye. He uh, actually, I actually like him as an actor. He is pretty funny. He's been in. Uh, he was in the Duff, which I, oh, I right. actually don't mind for a kind of teen comedy, whatever you'd explain it as. I quite like. But he was also in another Netflix film, uh, Code Eight. Oh, I've seen that. I've not watched it though. I actually. It's it good. It's okay. Like, see, we take into consideration it had a limited budget and uh, it's obviously a Netflix film. It, I think it's actually pretty solid. Very good. And um, so I, I, I quite liked seeing him back in it. I, I do actually quite like him as an actor. It's just the um, I really some of the stuff that happens in this movie you just can't explain how enough they thought it looked good. I don't understand who watched this at the final edit and was well, like, some of yes, the, some of the CGI is inexcusable. The nurse at the end, it's like, I what even is going on there? I, it's not good. And there's like um, there's about to throw a lighter into the water to like light this and what lighter. Clearly goes under the water, and then the fire starts. <laughs> and it's, I don't know, it's, and then there's, there's exploding, like, particle effects of body parts. And yeah. There is some kind of nice practical gore. Hey, David's you know? favourite section, head getting crushed or blown up. Aye. That happens in this with a surfboard. Surfboard decapitates. I actually quite like that. That was cool. Um, and it, that's another thing, even though it is all ridiculous and over the top, that's what I'm saying about the tone, the... The, the girl, Phoebe, she sees this happening, but she's like, oh, fuck, I need to get to this cabin. And you're like... Right, you she just... had no idea about the cabin at all, apart from she just I, randomly brings it up. I she like, she's... You know, she's trying to get to some place because she finds a rabbit in her locker at school. Um, and she's trying to get... Also, to... I thought the basement of that cabin was creepy. Like... You think so? Aye. Or the walls and stuff, you mean? No, no, just, just the idea of the basement of the cabin. Oh, like with the dolls and all that? Yeah, because you think, oh, maybe her family was murdered in there and she hid in the basement or whatever. Aye. But no, you find out they just died in a car crash. She's just been chilling in this basement, like, <laughs> as an actual kid. Aye, aye, that is creepy, actually. <laughs> I, was... I never even thought about that. Actually. I kept thinking, like, the film kind of... I don't know about you, Dave, but I, I got the idea that the film kept hinting at some bigger twist with her, like she was going to betray him. or I even thought there was going to be, like, a bit where she... Like, not pulled a mask off, but eventually actually turned out to be B. Oh, the babysitter, right? Yeah, but what? that never happens. It's really weird because you have this kind of tone where you just don't trust her at all. Uh, she's set up to be a kind of psycho type of thing. Yeah. Plus, see for it being like pure childish and like boner humour, there's, uh, in the end, the, uh, the end, uh, what was it, they end up having sex in the basement of this cabin, but Aye. obviously you don't see anything. Aye. But, you could easily just not have known that happened if you weren't paying any attention. Because they just cut to this weird montage of like hot dogs being stuck in buns and stuff, yeah, yeah, and the like, guy flying out a cannon. Hi, you're like, hi, right? Does it make you a smart filmmaker? Because you're using a, metaf- a visual metaphor. Do you know what I mean? Like, Especially not of a hot dog getting put in a bun. Like, come on. Aye, that was bizarre to me. Not bizarre, but like you could have completely missed the point. And it's quite a kind of big point in the film for the fact he like loses his virginities partly what happens at the end. Yeah, yeah. So you can need to make that... No, I don't mean I want to see two teenagers... Like, ah, I don't want to see two teenagers get it on, but, no, but it certainly could have been explained better and it certainly could have been done better through the film. Aye. But the... Uh, yeah, that, that, that kind of does... It leads to the final kind of twist where to to for them to not go back down to hell with kind of demons that have kind of came back up and for the other people's wishes to come true, Aye, they, have to. they have to drink his blood because it's like pure blood apparently. And... um. But obviously, it turns out because he's had sex, they drink it and they all explode. I kind of, again, I didn't have any issues with it. It was, it, yes, it was rushed and the effects were bloody awful. Aye. But 
Then B comes back out the water. Aye, and you're like... And you're like, okay, then she tells him, well, basically, she was their protector from the start. Aye, that's so shite, the fact that, Didn't like... Didn't make any fucking sense. She's like, oh, she set all this up, and I'm like, she set what up? Like, she's, like, took some petrol at the... Uh, you, uh, you see her, like, doing stuff the in the background. Aye, and you're, and you're like, like, how did that help, though? Aye, also, how enough did you know any of that was going to actually happen? Aye, what was it she did? She took petrol at the jet ski, and she done something else. Um... They, they showed you like two things. Yeah, it was not putting the weapons in the basement or something was, like that. Oh, something stupid, but. Ah, it was daft anyway. So she set up the whole ritual thing so that. Like, that's what I mean. It's just ridiculous that. They try to make her look good even though she was evil in the exactly, last one. Exactly. In the first one, she would have straight up killed him. Aye, she was pure evil. Like, And now she's like, he's like, oh no, no. Now she's like, the whole time I was just protecting you. Aye. And, and you find out that Phoebe was her previous god. Aye. Like, the one she was looking after before. The this, one who she decided to save. And like they, they show this car crash where Phoebe's parents die, and it's like this ridiculous dummy flies at the <laughs> yeah. and, you're like, you're, and lands on the rocks ah, and yeah. apparently survives. Like, but it's, it's trying to be, it's trying to be kind of semi-serious, but the tone's so bizarre. Yeah, it just doesn't land. And obviously, you can have wacky humour and serious points, but at a point I made in my notes, I was like, it just wants to have all the style all the time, and it has no idea. What it wants to be, it's just throwing everything at the wall at once. Oh, I would agree with that, yeah. Because like, there's a point, um, Melanie and um, I was going to say Jenna, because her name's Jenna Ortega Phoebe, they're like, yeah. they're fighting, but they do like a Mortal Kombat like, style uh, Yeah, fight. with the health bars. Aye, and there's like, <laughs> what the fuck? There's <laughs> blood spraying everywhere, and you're like, where did this come from? And then, mad. Earlier on in the film, they're cutting to be backstories of the evil characters. Yep. And you see B there, like, recruiting them, and you're like, why is this here? And that felt very... Felt super out of place. If that was going to be anywhere, it should have been in, in the first film. It's as if they, like... It's as if they couldn't get her for the first film, and at the last minute, they managed to get the sign on. They're like, oh, like, let's film all these wee bits just to have her in the film somehow. Yeah, and I can't blame her if, if she... <laughs> if she even read over the... If she read over the script or over the... Or, or the idea for the film, she's Aye. probably like, I'm good. Aye, you're all right, pal. I'd rather not ruin my reputation. Aye. But um, one part of the kind of backstory sequence we see is that I really liked actually the jock character he's like Aye, Max in the in the um the whole, the whole joke like is the, the kind of a KFC not a KFC but it's like, like a kind of generic fast food away. yeah place I the, the joke is he's never got a shirt on because he's like super buff I so he's just showing off all the time and he even said that in the first film he's like the guy who had no shirt for some reason like it's, it's yeah and he, he's like why are you shirtless I, like and it, it cuts to him in this fast food restaurant and he's like <laughs> Serving somebody at the counter, but he's got like a name tag stuck to his naked <laughs> chest. I just found that hilarious. I, did, I found that, f- and then she, even the customer there, is like, "Why have you not got a shirt on?" Like, Aye. like that's what I mean. There's wee things like that that are really, nuggets of gold that are really funny. I you gotta get through a lot of dark to get to them. It's as if McG, like you said, he, he just doesn't understand what people liked about the first one. Yep, and they're like cranking all these things up that are the wrong things to be looking at. Like, like I say, shooting. The, the girl in the poop again and <laughs> it's like the first one came out and he was like wait you guys like this people like Hi, this where do we see what this where do we see what happens next <laughs> I, I read a thing saying he never left the, the fraternity because he's got that still he's still got that kind of oh, yeah. stupid humour and a, like, ch- a pure chad aye and it, it does come across like that because it's very everything is very sexualised and another thing that really gets to my nerves is obviously you're quite into pop culture references and stuff yeah. but just it's the same problem with something like Family Guy that that's why I don't find Family Guy funny. It's like throwing hundreds and hundreds of pop culture references doesn't make you funny. Yeah, like or just, just I just because hope in one lands. Aye, it's, yeah, it just annoys me because I'm like maybe one or two, 
but if you're just making constant references to things to do with pop culture, it doesn't make you funny. It doesn't yeah. make you clever, and it's just that started to get on my nerves because they kind of balanced that better in the first film, but that's when it's just constant. You're like, it's like stuff about eighties songs, and that's the code for the boat, and then yep, I just stuff like that, and then well, the only one that kind of worked was the. The black character, he's like, oh, this is a post Jordan Peele horror movie. So yeah, like, yeah, I quite like that. I thought that was quite quite funny. Um, I quite, I, I just like the fact that he was just like, oh, look at that, I don't die first. Aye, aye. Like uh, that was quite funny. I, I did. I I quite like that. Aye, so like that's what I'm saying. There's like wee nuggets in there that are you said sorry. There's wee nuggets that are quite funny. I wouldn't go as far as say clever. There's nothing clever in this film. No, no, this film is not smart in the slightest. But um, I it's just I didn't even know this was coming out until like a month ago I don't know if that's when they announced it I'm not sure but uh, I, didn't, I didn't know it came out until the day it came out oh, right. and I seen it advertised and then I, that's when I decided oh I'll watch the first one again then just go straight into this but it was that kind of thing I seen it advertised and I was like oh I love the first one and I just completely forgot about it Yeah. and then you told me it came out and I was like oh, I need to check it out nah Probably I am um, the, crazy, the craziest thing to come out of this is again getting to the ratings part because I, I do love a good rating See on IMDb. Is it like a six and a half or something? No, it's, it's down. It's down to a six. Right. Okay. But a six. Aye, a six. I know. <laughs> a six. Bloody Bill and Ted's at six point three. Aye, it's mental. And this is at a six. My my personal score for this. It's probably the lowest I've given in a long, long, long time. Aye. I gave it a one point five. Oh really? I gave it a three. Three out nah. of ten. For me, see, I think it's because I actually because I watched the first one right before see, it. See, I've not watched the first ones for like maybe a year, year two years now. No, I think uh, again, maybe if I hadn't have went back and revisited the good film, uh, I maybe would have been a bit, bit more kind of lenient on it. But Aye. see, because I just watched the first one, I went straight into the second one, and I was like, "Holy shit! Like, how did you get this much wrong?" Aye, I mean, I. To be fair, I'd just seen, we just watched Bill and Ted and I went straight home and watched this, so I was in a good mood, so I probably gave it a bit more yeah. time than it deserved, sort of thing. But um, No, I gave it a 1.5 and I actually, my final note in my in my notes just says, I hated it. I, I gave it a 3, but the, a wee kind of positive thing was the they had a nice wee kind of synth motif they used through the, the I'll say serious quotations again. Um like the kind of serious parts, it was a nice wee synth score they used. Yeah. Stuff like that kind of stood out to me, and I, I did like the cinematography on it, but aye. I'd say a 3 out of 10, and going back to the Killer Queen, it's only named Killer Queen, so they can use the song Killer the Queen. The song Killer Queen? At the very end, that's the only reason. I noticed that as well, and I was like, oh my goodness, that can't be why they named it this. And why is she Killer Queen? She shows up for two seconds and reveals that the whole thing was her plan. Yeah, that that honestly, like, I, I, the craziest thing is, when I was looking this up, Aye. I actually was reading articles where people are demanding a third film to explain it. <laughs> no, no, I was in like people just liked the, this film so much. Nah, and this is the thing. Obviously, everyone has their own views, and I, I, get, I totally respect that. I do, but <laughs> like, I, I'd honestly, I, I'd need to if I meet someone in real life who thought this film was was that good. I genuinely would like to ask them. What what did you like from it? Because I I just don't understand what you got from this film. No, it's, it's like we say, they just it's like somebody not understanding their creation sort of thing. Like, why it's successful and what people like about it. And he just focuses on all the wrong things. And it's like like that whole thing comes back to what the fuck, like, um, screen card. 
and it's as if it's just back for the sake of it sort of thing and the bit where it, I think it comes in when she slices the girl's throat with the the hook I think that's when they did it first yep aye it's just I, I think it's just no understanding what the what people liked about the first one no I think that the whole like I said the boat sequence I think it's because it was so repetitive it could be and yeah. because I just watched the first one as well I I, I, I was just so let down by it because like I said I watched the, far, the first one again and I was like class aye. I loved this then went straight into this, and the first 15, 20, well, 20, 25 minutes, sorry, had me had me thinking that I was going to like it. Aye, I was, and I was that probably it. actually added to my bad score, because it actually... I had some hope for aye, it. Exactly, it led me on. Obviously, there's some stupid like plot holes in the first one, and it gets away with because it is, a, like I say, it's done much better, but we stupid things like um, Melanie's dad, she like kills him at one point, like, Samurai chops his arms off like the the blood guys and everyone stabs him and then aye, but he's not like screaming out he's just did like oh wow look 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 I've lost my arm aye, and then thing his dad was his name the main character he drove there with him but then he drives yeah. away with him and you're like would you not realise that guy's missing and you've left him it's just we stupid and you pick and up they, and they, they, they like smoke weed and axes is trying to be cool for the kids and aye, and it's like kind of like nineties comedy almost and, yeah and I I just don't think it knows what it I, I don't I don't think they understand why the first was successful or it's weird they did this weird kind of they want to be an 80s film so not dated but period clothing and like 90s technology like he's got a weird early 90s phone for some reason but then they're like sitting playing VR a flip phone now aye do you know what I mean it's weird and he's like wearing a corduroy suit and stuff and aye it's just a big mess visually some cool things and some nice synth but nothing compared to the first and the, the first it's not as if the first is like a some sort of amazing masterpiece. It's just a really good, fun, like well-made comedy. I mean, as a comedy, it's horror comedy. So I'd recommend going back and watching the first, but just don't even bother with the second. Yeah, I exactly. I I just recommend the first in general. I I, I would say I do. So. I, I like the first one a lot, and um, it's a good like Friday night movie. Just Aye. stick it on. You'll get a bit of a laugh out of it. It's good. It's easy to follow, but. Just just stop after the first one. Don't go on to watch the second one. My biggest problem with the first is the, the head explosion CGI, so Yeah. Loses a point for that, but some other, some other good good gore in that one. But aye, it's as if they gave them they've went like, here's ten minutes, we're giving you a Netflix deal if you can come up with a story for the babysitter too. And then they wrote the script within ten minutes. That's what it feels like to me. I no I, I don't think it's that. I think he's I think he genuinely probably thinks this was a great run out. I think, I think so. Yeah, I really do. It's, it's surprised. Like like I said, I was so surprised that it was McGee that directed the first one when I watched it. Just in terms of the kind of quality of the... Like like, like I say, the kind of wee character moments are... Obviously, it's a big stupid horror comedy, but the wee character moments were done pretty well in the first, I thought. Like, at the end when he's... She's basically dying and he's trying to... He's basically kind of overcome his fear and he's, like, standing over her body and she's, like, crushed by the car and... Yeah, yeah, have a nice the first week. ones... I, I like the first one. It's quite a heartwarming where they have a he, runs, he runs hard through his list of... Aye, uh, aye. Was it on a ship to save the world? I quite aye, like aye. that. So, like, they do things like that pretty well in the first one. It's as if they just forgot how to make a film or he's just done it by accident. And then he's went, oh, no, this is what people actually like and he's totally fucked it. So, aye, 3 out of 10 would not recommend. 1.5 out of 10, total garbage. <laughs> I'm just having a look on the local view Hamilton app or right. website just to see what's coming out, just to see what we can sink our teeth into next. I saw the other night when we were in Empire Strikes Back was re-released. It was on at like half past nine, I think. Uh, I seen the, um just checking on this. I just seen the uh, after we collided Oof. is on. 
which is a it's a film series made from a book series, which is a fan fiction about Harry Styles. Really? Is this a thing? This is a real thing. And it's in cinemas? It's in cinemas. So who plays Harry Styles? Uh, I'm not even going to look into it. I just uh, I heard him talking about it on Radio 1. And Why have I never heard of this? And then my girlfriend went to see it, and she came out and said to me it's probably one of the worst films she's ever seen. Right, so we have to go see it now. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I exactly, like, surprised it wasn't a Netflix release. I mean, we would have talked about trailers this week in the cinema, but... I think we literally covered it last week with No Time to Die. So, did we see any new trailers this week? Um, there was one for the new Lin Manuel Miranda musical. Yes, uh, Washington Heights or In the Heights. In the Heights. In the Heights. That's it. I think we will go see that Aye. because uh, we did have a request for a musical episode. We did. So, that. no doubt when this Lin Manuel Miranda movie comes out, we'll go see it, and Aye, then I'm we'll do a wee musical special. So, if you love musicals. Keep your kind of attention on this space. I don't know when it's actually out though. I'm not sure. I think it's a 2021, but I'm not sure. Because I've not seen anything for it so far, so I don't know if it's just starting to get promoted. So it'd be strange that it was coming out this year. Because it looks like a big, expensive film. So I doubt that they've just started promoting it if it's coming out in December or whatever. So, so have a look at what's coming out next for us to go and see. How do we look on the view? Kind of. Cinemas app, and I think the next thing that kind of takes our fancy is we spoke about the trailer before. It's Candyman. Candyman, hi. Candyman's out on the twenty fifth of September, so about a week from today. Aye, so that's not too bad actually. Is it a week from today? Well, eight days. Eight days. Aye. So uh, that'll be in two podcast time. So aye. Next week we're gonna have a wee episode where it's just gonna be either films we've seen. Films that we've checked out, Netflix recommendations, Amazon recommendations. So, might be discussing films that you've all seen, or Aye. You might take a wee recommendation from us. We could maybe even get some recommendations off social media and yeah, have we'll, a wee chat. we'll put a wee post up. We'll put a wee post up about how um, obviously this week in the cinema there's nothing that is new out. So, give us your recommendations. Let us know what you want us to review. Let us know what you want to hear us either tear apart or big up <laughs> and i'll literally say the opposite just to annoy people that's I'm, it I'm exactly well maybe i will a wee bit but <laughs> just for a laugh you know that's it unless it's a class film and i can't pretend no i like it you know that's it someone's gonna be like schindler's list aye yeah i've said be like it's uh, bad <laughs> it's like hard to just say it <laughs> aye no that'll be fun it'll be nice just to kind of go through and pick some films to i've got loads of films i could just pick and yeah uh, i'd say i'm in the same boat i think uh I've been. I discussed it with you before, Dave, but I think I might throw in a wee cheeky, fun wee segment. Ooh. Might have a, a wee, a wee, interactive game coming your way. Oh, nice. What, maybe for, for me. Yeah, maybe stole the idea from. Not stole the idea from Miss Sunday movies, but certainly borrowed. Oh. Being influenced by. Don't worry, we're pretty heavily influenced by them anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty solid podcast. It is. Uh, maybe we'll uh, have a guest appearance for us. Oofed, that would be massive. I mean, aye, I'd love that. But, yeah, so next week will be a, a fun wee week. It will be... A wee stay-at-home week, if you will. Exactly. Aye. It's not going to be the, the kind of typical setup that we have in terms of, obviously, kind of the big review being the film we caught in the cinema. So 
It'll be a little change of pace. It'll be fun. Uh, rainy day reviews. What about that? Ooh, Ooh, I like that. Ooh. That's a good title. I'll probably copy that subconsciously for something, but uh, no idea. Yeah. I'll look it up. But no, I quite like that. I'll put in a rain sound effect. Oh, I like that. I think people are liking the sound effects. Yeah, let us know if you love the sound effects. I think I take it a bit too far sometimes. Excess and absurdity is funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I'm just gonna have a check. I've got the net. I've got Netflix open right now, so I'm just gonna have a look. I seen that um, one film that's just came out on Netflix. Literally came out today. Is uh, the Devil All at the Time? I think which we looks could, really good. We could review that actually. Yep, that's uh, Tom Holland and Robert Pattinson. So I think that is gonna have a we'll have a wee we'll have a wee special segment to uh, review that next week because we've had the trailer on for it in the background and it actually looks really good. That's me headbutting my mic. That's the first oh, I've done. That's the first I've done it so far. So and uh, coming out on Wednesday is the film David's really buzzing for. If you remember him talking about it before, Anola Holmes. Oh, I cannot wait. Is it in the kids section by any chance? Oh, no, look, there it's there. That sounds so creepy, I don't know why I even said that. Aye. <laughs> is it a kids film? It's in the Wayne's section. <laughs> Do the kids like it? <laughs> oh, it's a 12, so... Oh. It's a higher rating than Bill and Ted. So, that comes out next Wednesday, so we might have caught that just in time to record the podcast. Oh, so, no. looking forward to that one, David, seeing as it's a film you were... Excited for? I'm gonna like um, score it right now, even though I've not seen it. <laughs> oh, I like this idea. Okay, okay, let's do this. All right, what do you think you're gonna rate it? I'm gonna say three point five. Now I'm gonna go a bit higher. Oh, I'm really? gonna go for five. Five? Oof, that's much higher than I thought. Yep. Aye. I I suppose there is people like Henry Cavill. I, I don't see him signing on for something that's horrific, but yeah, you, you never know. But I'm going to say um, whatever I said before because I don't remember. You said three point five. <laughs> three point five. Aye. So you I can't said, dub this one, Dave. Aye. No, I'm not dubbing this. I'm going to say <laughs> three point five. No, I reckon I'm going to get a five, potentially four point five dash five. But I mean, it is a solid cast, but the trailers, like I say, that kind of fourth wall thing looks a bit strange to me. And there's some questionable visual effects. So who knows? The trailer did look. Um, not great. Unless but, it's just a horrific trailer. Things like that have happened before. So yeah. I doubt it, but... But that's what's coming this week on Netflix, or what's already out on Netflix, so we'll be catching that for sure, because one of them looks really good, and one of them looks not very good. Speaking of Netflix, I'm hoping to watch Cobra Kai soon, so we can maybe even chat about that in the future. I've not started watching it yet. Um, I've heard it's really good. Oh, really? I've heard really good things about it. It's a series, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it basically picks up from the Karate Kid films. Um, it's the same two main characters. But um, uh, Nas Ratched is coming out on Friday. Oh, I've not even heard of this. Yeah, yeah, it's from the uh, the one flew over the cuckoo's nest. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. I've I had no idea it was a thing, but oof, it's a series. Aye. Yeah, yeah. I'll be watching that. Yeah, it it, it does look good. That's another wee kind of. Like, highlight for us. I like the main actress, I forget her name. Uh, Sarah Paulson. Aye. Sarah Paulson. That actually looks really good. It does. I, I'm surprised, like, I've not heard it. I'm, that's something I look forward to. Yeah. Oh, and it's an 18 as well, so. Oofed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's a good, good fit for that part. Like, very she's, good. She's very menacing looking. Yep. And the, looking at the trailer, it looks as if she started off kind of nice and maybe got 
got changed through the years through being exposed to certain things. It looks really nice. The oh, look. well, that's a guy for a fantastic piece. Yeah, good cast. I it is like a good cast. Oofed. Yeah, I'm all over this right now. It's another one you don't watch with the parents in the room. Ah, you know, we bit risky in the advert already. Oh no, get that away. Oh, first man. Aye, first man. I don't know if we can say much more about first man. No, we spoke about it. We recommended it for this month kind of releases anyway, the very first podcast. Oh, do you remember Kangaroo Jack? Yeah. That was the worst fucking thing ever. Yeah, I actually, um, Adam's Family Values comes out on the... First of October. I'm a big oh, Adams Family fan. I like that. I like it more than the first one, actually. Yeah. I. I always quite fancied a tattoo of Wednesday Adams. Oh really? Yeah, I thought it looked cool. But like a animated type one. Uh slightly. Yeah, not obviously animated like the animated Adams Family that came out, which I also quite liked. But I um, didn't watch it. Yeah, I quite fancied it in like an old kind of Victorian frame around aye, it. Aye. I always thought it looked really cool. I've always fancied the uh, Christina Ricci so much though. So, like, I don't know if it'd be kind of weird. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, because obviously I was young when I fancied and she was young, but she's, like, older than me now, I assume, so. Oktoberfest, beer and blood. Oof, like a night out in the Glasgow. That kind of looks like a, like, a, like a foreign Tom Cruise. No, that's Pedro Pascal. Is it? Aye. Uh, was that... I thought that was data for Star Trek, by the way. <laughs> Both did they drop something in his head? Yeah, it was a case of beer, I think. It looks very um, Gangs in New York-ish in terms of the I, I think it looks very there will, there will Be Blood. Aye. They are kind of similar looks, I suppose. I recognise that actress. I'm sure that's Pedro Pascal. This actually looks pretty good as well. This Don't worry, guys. <laughs> well, I said, I said don't worry, guys, but this is going to be edited together, so it's less <laughs> patchy. Aye. Patchier than my facial hair so far. Oh, is that the second season of Carmen Sandiego? Season three? Oh. I just quite liked it. Oh, Halloween. Is that next week? Yep. Why oh, we did speak about that. Yeah, 25th of September. You know what I always found weird in that? The opening sequence when they're, they're in the kind of psychiatric well, hospital, it's a or high security hospital. Yeah. And the doctor's pure letting this journalist scream at Michael Myers and I'm like <laughs> yeah. why, why? obviously it's a, it's a Halloween film but I'm like seriously he'd just let him scream at Michael Myers yeah agitate him at this highly volatile character well obviously he's very like he doesn't do much when he's not killing but oh Corey Stoll is in Ratched played the um he's been in he's like a face that you recognise but you never know his name oh he played them. Um, was Aldrin and First Man. Yep. Aye. He also played Ant the Man, bad guy yeah. in the Fast Ant Man. He's that actor, you just see him in everything, but you never remember his name. Yeah, massive filmography. Yeah, Fast Man, Buzz Aldrin. The History of the Kelly Gang. I think it looks really good. <laughs> I looks, I like the cast, I like the, the kind of style. So it's certainly on my list to watch. If it's on Amazon already, aye, 2020. They must have just put it on streaming. Yeah, straight it's away. Weird, you've not even heard about that though, like, do you know what I mean? I don't know if it's just a problem like, not being able to afford marketing or whatever, but... That's the thing, obviously, Netflix tends to release, like I said, newer films, so the kind of recently added movies on Amazon are not the best. No, always, no. Though, I do love Gran Torino. 
I like Gran Torino. That was one of the films when I was younger. I was like, is this a good film? I just can't work it out. Like, it was I weird. think it is. I, 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 like really, it. I, I like it a lot. The only main criticism I would have is that cinematography is just a bit too sharp and dark for me. Like, do you know what I mean? Too co- contrasty. Yeah. That's my only kind of gripe with it, but... I think, uh, was it yourself that I see they've just they've added uh, Hotel Artemis? Was it you that liked that? Or was that the other one, the one that's between the two states in California? Oh, and... Bad Times at the El Royale? Yeah. I like Bad Times at the El Royale. Hotel Artemis is kind of... It's fine, it's not really... Not great, not bad either. Uh, not great, not terrible. It's not, <laughs> it's not, the, not the best, it's fine. It, it had good potential, and it's got a really good cast, but you know, it has a lower budget, but it never really kind of reaches... The crescendo, I suppose you would say. Yeah. It's just quite, it just kind of falls flat for me. Yeah, I, I've not seen it. I've seen Bad Times at the Royale, but I, I don't know. This, for me, I remember I remember the reviews coming out after this and mm-hmm. they really slagged it. So well, it's, it's kind of like somebody who's, I have no idea about whoever directed it. It's like they kind of knew people who kind of knew people, so they got them for their film sort of thing. Okay. Because yeah. Jeff Goldblum turns up for like five minutes and Zachary Quinto's in it, but. At the end, there's like thanks to J.J. Abrams and stuff, and you're like, all right, so does he know J.J. Right. Abrams? And J.J. Abrams, J.J. Abrams is like, oh, go be in my pal's film. Ah, yeah. I, could, I could be like being a total dick and just, that's pure conjecture, obviously. But him, kind of feels like that. Because it's lower budget and there's a really big cast in it, so it, it could have been really good. Dave Batista's in it. He's probably the best, the funniest character for me. He plays like the hospital porter. Because it's like a hospital in the future for criminals. Yeah, they, is it, they can't kill each other in there? It's essentially like John Wick, um, okay, Continental oh, Rules type, yeah. type, type thing, but you pay a membership and you can't get in unless you have a membership. And um, the guy, Phil, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, isn't it? The, the wee guy, I forget his name, Charlie. Um, what is it? Oh, aye, I know. You know the guy I mean? um, he's in it as well, he's quite funny. Oh, he's, he's really funny anyway. But um, no, it had a lot of potential and it just never really, it never really goes where you think it's going to go. It's just quite standard and Jodie Foster's good in it but there's a kind of subplot with her the backstory is I think her daughter died or something and she kind of blames herself and it's, it's just not very good it's just very bland oh, right. visually it's quite nice because it's set in the future and stuff And it was a cinema release wasn't it it came out in the I think it, I think so yeah I, I just um haven't seen it yet and I think I remember spoke to, I, I must be I, I'm getting mixed up with that and uh, El Royale because I remember you liked one of them and Aye, El, El Royale, I would say, is definitely worth a watch. Having a look what's on iPlayer just now. Memento. Good. I, actually, I think I spoke to you about this before. I think iPlayer is a great place to go to watch a film. It is, because it always, it's always kind of high quality stuff. Always quality stuff. And plus, it's, I know it sounds weird, but it's limited options, and that actually makes it a bit better. Aye, because I'm terrible for just sitting all night scrolling through Netflix. That's it. Whereas, so obviously, you know how many films Netflix has got? Amazon's loads as well, whereas there's... 16, so you've got 16 films to choose from. Now, again, it's, it's, it's a good amount of choice, but it's nowhere near... You, you wouldn't have the same kind of back and forth trying to choose a film to watch on, on Netflix or Amazon if you are watching it with somebody, so... And See, it's a pretty damn solid lineup. Kind of the, I, I watched uh, Lost Boys on uh, iPlayer, that's when I watched it recently. Gravity, like we spoke about last week. Uh, Ladybird's on it, great film. Notebook's okay. Think a Taylor Soldier Spy could have been really good. Aye, kind of squanders such its a drag potential. Aye, it's, and you could say it's like oh, it's trying to be like an old spy drama, but it's still it's very dry. It could be more exciting. Memento's on it. Memento's a great film. I love Memento. Um, Same. Christopher Nolan was talking about the the bullet going back into the gun and 
ten, it's kind of bit of link to the bullet at the start of Memento, like the shell going. Oh back. yeah, yeah. So I thought that was quite cool. Are you owed to it? Aye, that kind of that thing. Aye, so. But yeah, this has been another good wee, good wee week. Good, uh, good cinema film. We feel good week. Yeah, not so hot. Netflix review, unfortunately. Well, half of it's good, half well, of it's bad. Depends what you mean by hot, I suppose. Aye. No. No. Don't know why I came up with that. I know. <laughs> I was searching my brain there. I agreed straight away, but then I thought to myself, do I know what he means? Yeah. Thanks for listening anyway, guys. And we'll see you next week. I look forward to it. Make sure and check out all the socials, check out the Facebook page, drop us some... We'll, we'll put some posts up anyway, try to get some feedback to what you just want us to talk about next week. Uh, it'll be good to see what... That was very clicky. That was very clicky. Uh, it'll be good to see what people come up with if we get any engagement, so... Yeah. Ah, exactly, let us know. Just uh, specific films are always kind of helpful or... Um, genre is okay, but uh, obviously, talk about specific genres. Um, that's pretty much a whole kind of episode of a podcast. Aye, in a bigger itself. discussion, I suppose. Aye, um, unless we just pick a film for a genre we've both seen that we like. Or, yeah. So there is ways we could do, I suppose. But, but yeah, we're looking for your help next week. Get us, get us some good kind of talking points. Aye, that'd be good. Catch us next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>